Hey everyone, welcome to Ruth Cause Radio. In today's episode, I'll be getting into the blood sugar marker fasting glucose. I'll also discuss non-fasting glucose, some of the at-home hacks you could do relating to glucose, as well as some of the various ways this test can be skewed and what, if anything, can be done about it. And now for the disclaimer. Please keep in mind that this program is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition and is not a substitute for professional medical advice. The Root of the Cause podcast is solely informational in nature, so please consult your healthcare practitioner before engaging in any treatments that we discuss on the show. Okay, so I stated before that today I'm going to be talking about the blood sugar marker fasting blood glucose. The question is, is there value to the test? And if so, how much? If not, why? Are there better tests? Are there tests that are more accurate, more valuable? I'm going to get into all that. Okay, now fasting blood glucose is a good marker, all depending on what its utility is for. Now, there's some research that indicates that a fasting blood glucose between 80 and 90 is the range that is found to be optimal. So with that said, knowing your levels is probably a good thing. So is there even a downside and or limitation to the test? Well, for starters, it's a test you could do at home, which makes it super convenient and accessible. You could simply buy, purchase a glucometer for like 20, 25 bucks on Amazon. And it's around 10 cents a strip, 10, maybe 15 cents a strip to get a glucose reading. And you're pretty much in business. You could easily monitor not only your fasting glucose upon awakening, but your non-fasting glucose to see how your glucose responds after a meal. It's a really powerful tool for tracking blood sugar numbers and it enables you to collect a really good amount of data to give you some helpful insights into some possible hidden blood sugar issues you may have. Now, what are some flaws and or limitations with fasting blood sugar? So let's say someone wakes up with a blood sugar of 103, clearly too high, a good you know, 15 or so points higher than the high end of optimal. Does this automatically mean that they are in trouble and heading towards diabetes? Not necessarily, right? The, the fact is we have four hormones responsible for raising blood sugar and only one that helps lower it. Now, two of those hormones, cortisol and epinephrine, are stress hormones. That means sleep is going to impact blood sugar because sleep or lack thereof impacts stress hormone levels. So there's also, you know, you have food sensitivities, um, which, which raise, can raise cortisol. You can have relationship stress, work stress, even the stress of getting your blood drawn at the lab can impact the results. All of these things can and will impact that blood glucose reading. It also, you know, only tells you what your blood sugar is at the very moment the draw was made. It doesn't tell you really anything else. So with all that, said, you know, fasting glucose does have a lot of value, but it's also extremely limited. So I'll provide an example of when a fasting blood glucose would provide a great deal of value. So let's say you had no access to any of of the blood sugar markers um, except for fasting blood glucose, right? We already discussed how easily the test can give you uh, a false or misleading elevation where one may assume 
it's diet and or inactivity related, but let's say one's fasting glucose was 190. Now, while those pitfalls I mentioned earlier still do exist, once your levels are so high that it goes beyond what any variable could help to skew, it then serves as a valuable red flag whereby some serious interventions would likely be advised. It would be highly improbable for someone to have a fasting blood glucose of, say, 83, and then suddenly the next day jump to 190 in a fasted state because of a stress response. That would be an example of the fasting glucose being a fantastic tool whereby further digging would be needed. Now, in the next episode of Root of the Cause Radio, I'll be getting into another blood sugar marker that has, in my opinion, a wider degree of utility. Okay, well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. If you like the content on today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and to leave a five-star rating. All right, well, that about does it for today. Until next time, take care, everyone. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast disclaims responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, And this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties for guests' qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.